Monday morning, and you know what that means, streamers. Welcome back to the Isolation Station. Love. This is Doz Does Disney, and I'm your host. It's me. It's me. It's the DOZ. Landon the Doz Done, kicking your week off the right way with a little bit of Disney news coming out of the house of the mouse in Orlando, Florida. We're talking Walt Disney World. Um, uh, kind of a big deal over the weekend and today i guess as we enter a new era we'll get into that here in a second but at this point i would like to bring in my co-host my tag team partner you know her you love her she is the rising star in the podcasting game i think we'll figure that out later it's steffers steffers how you been buddy um still still haven't gotten a new episode of my podcast out um but we're but we're here yeah, yeah, you're here. And I mean, that just goes into the whole gimmick thing. You're a rising star. You're like a phoenix rising from the ashes. So, you know, you got to have ashes to rise from, right? But, yeah, that, if that's what yeah. gets us through the night, then yes. It's all part of the plan. By the way, follow Steffers on all the socials at it's Steffers. Like like I said when I screamed it, it's Steffers! Yay! It's a it's a it's a whole thing. Uh, but to kick this episode off, uh, the new segment, everybody's favorite segment. It's uh, this week in Disney history. Uh, looking ahead to this week, we're gonna go a little bit out of order. I think you'll see why we're going out of order chronologically, so to speak, uh, when we get to the end on January 24th in the year 2020. A little dude you might know by the name of Robert A. Iger. Uh, that name kind of has been in the news here recently. Uh, uh, Robert Iger is named to the uh, is named president and COO of the Walt Disney World Company, as well as a member of its board of directors. This makes Iger the company's number two executive under Chairman and CEO Michael Eisner. Now we know, uh, since with the hindsight of you know it being now 2020 checks calendar 2023 uh we know Iger would eventually become the ceo of disney leave and then come back and become the ceo of disney once again and we are currently under the reign of Iger's second uh stint of being ceo on january 26 2007 during a press conference at the walt disney world resorts plans for an attraction called Toy Story Mania are announced. Later, the name would be changed to Toy Story Midway Mania. It will first open at Disney's Hollywood Studios in May of 2008, followed by a version at Disney's California Adventures in June. Uh, Steffers, I kind of think Toy Story Midway Mania is a slept-on, underrated attraction in Hollywood Studios. What's your opinion on uh, on Midway Mania? Um, I've only done it what, maybe twice. I want to say once. I can only remember going on it once, but I will say that the queue itself is just a reason to go. Yes. Ride it. So, mm -hmm. I mean, the ride itself. I mean, I also will tell you your wrists are going to hurt by the time you're done with it. <laughs> but I think it's definitely one of those rides where, like, you can appreciate the queue. You can appreciate the ride itself. 10 out of 10. Would recommend. Yeah. Uh, speaking on the queue, they definitely put a lot of thought into the theming and look of the queue. Uh, the Mr. Potato Head... Uh, I guess animatronic in particular, where he's up there doing his uh, his stand up is is just phenomenal. As you're going through the queue, I I yeah, the attraction itself is cool, but I am glad you mentioned the queue because uh, that is one of the better queues on property. And if you uh, have a need to experience the uh, game of Toy Story Midway Mania outside of Disney's Hollywood Studios. I think the Nintendo Wii got a uh, release of the game. So if you really want to scratch that itch without all the fun parts of going to the park and going through the queue for uh, 
for a Midway Mania. It's out there. Uh, y'all do you. Y'all do you. Uh, on January 28th in the year 1998, or excuse me, 1988, groundbreaking for the Dolphin Hotel and Swan Hotel Complex begin in Disney World. Michael Graves of Princeton, New Jersey, is the master architect behind these unique structures. And when they are, when I say unique structures, compared to the rest of the uh, resorts you can stay at on property, and I guess kind of just off property as well, uh, Swan and Dolphin have a very unique look, a very unique feel as well, both outside and inside. And uh, I got to say, over the last few years, Swan and Dolphin has kind of become one of my go-to hotels because I am a Marriott member. And if you are a Marriott member, you can use Marriott points to stay on property and get all them perks too. So I do like that. Uh, Steffers, have you ever uh, stayed at Swan or Dolphin? I have not stayed, but I have, um, what's the word, walked around. I was going to say toured, but that sounded a little too formal. <laughs> um, I did walk around there when I was visiting our, our buddy. You you know our buddy. The oh. That, with the monorails, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, our our buddy who is conveniently absent. And we're going to start the rumor that he is uh, currently protesting to a uh, hashtag safe Splash Mountain. Mm. No, no, he's actually not doing that. I don't, I don't even want to jokingly say that and lump him in with some mm. of those Martians. I uh, want to say and emphasize that was a joke. Also, on January 28th, this time in the year 2009, at Epcot, the Kim Possible World Showcase Adventure debuts. Now, this is one of those interactive scavenger slash treasure hunts. Uh, this has high-tech spy gadgetry. The interactive game is based on the Disney animated TV series Kim Possible, obviously. Now, you get to use a handheld, quote-unquote, communicator device and throughout Epcot, and visitors uh, receive clues and trigger hidden surprises on a series of missions in the Seven World Showcase pavilions uh, in Mexico, Norway, China, Germany, Japan, France, and the United Kingdom. Now, we've seen in recent times, the uh, uh, DuckTales uh, interactive tr uh, scavenger hunt has debuted replacing uh, the Agent P from Phineas and Ferb interactive treasure hunt, which I assume replaced the Kim Possible World Showcase adventure. So it seems like, and heck, there, there could have been one before Kim Possible. I apologize. I didn't look into that. But uh, it seems, I didn't realize that the interactive scavenger hunts with technology have gone back that far at Epcot. But I do think it is cool that they've been doing that because it's one of those free things you can do once you get into the park. Now, granted, getting into the park, still not free, and it's still getting more not free as the days and the years go on. But still, it is cool that something like that has uh, been around since 2009 at the very least. Uh, on January 28th in 2010, Walt Disney World's 220-acre uh, sports complex is rebranded when an ESPN logo is lowered into place on the complex interest side, officially relaunching on January 25th of 2010 as, quote, the ESPN Worldwide Sports Complex. The updated venue will also feature more than 40 high-definition and robotic video cameras, plus 10 handheld cameras and 40 high-definition video screens, including two Jumbotrons. Uh, in my younger years, I went to an event at, at, what, at what is now known as the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex, but, but it wasn't called that then. Uh, I went to a Magic the Gathering competition on that. It was held on property. Uh, I think I was uh, like... Uh, 
16 or 17. Pretty cool area, but this was before, you know, the whole corporate synergy and, and all that fun stuff. And it had the ESPN branding. But uh, particularly if you're a fan of baseball, uh, I know at one point the Atlanta Braves, I think, set up shop down there and did a lot of their spring training and uh and spring games down there um uh, stabbers have you ever spent any time in the worldwide uh sports complex or when you're on property you're like uh screw that noise i want to do some parks um the second thing but also i couldn't even tell you where that is it's definitely like on property <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah like i could but like i couldn't so we're gonna go no i'm also not the biggest sports person so skip understandable understandable and then finally remember when i said we we're going all chronologically out of order on january 23rd in the, in the year 1992 speaking of sports at walt disney world at the eagle pines golf course at bonnet creek golf course opens now that's not that's not why we're going out of order because on January 23rd, 2023, Splash Mountain shuts down officially for the Princess and the Frog Tiana's Bayou Adventure retheming beginning. Um, Steffers, we knew it was coming, and we are now finally in a post Splash Mountain world in the Magic Kingdom. Right before we started recording on Sunday. January 22nd, I fired up the handy dandy My Disney Experience app just to see what the posted wait time is, or rather was at this point for the now closed Splash Mountain. 200 minutes. That is north of three hours to uh, go say goodbye to uh, Briar Rabbit and friends. Um, yeah, I don't know what else is left to say about Splash Mountain that hasn't already been said. Um, you can hang on to your nostalgia for the ride, um, the memories you had growing up, enjoying the ride. But at the same time, there's always going to be the connection to the very controversial Song of the South movie that Disney is not going, does not want to shine a spotlight on. And some people I saw have made a... I guess last ditch effort to Bob Iger on Twitter, begging him to save it. I saw some people for some reason cry out to noted Disney villain governor Ron DeSantis to try and save it. But but Iger in a uh, 2020 shareholders meeting said uh, when asked about Song of the South appearing on the Disney Plus catalog. Uh, he said, quote, I felt as long as I've been CEO that Song of the South, even with a disclaimer, was just not appropriate in today's world. It's just hard, given the depiction in some of those films, to bring them out today without in some form or another offending people. So we've decided not to do that. Now that's Iger talking on the Disney Plus catalog and there is always going to be ties to Song of the South with Splash Mountain. I, I, I'll be honest, I'm fine with, with them moving on from the Splash Mountain overlay. Um, I do have nostalgic memories of Splash Mountain, but at the same time, there is some stuff with Song of the South that is just not okay. It wasn't okay then, and it's not okay now. I'm of the mindset, let's just be inclusive. And I'm looking forward to seeing what the Imagineers can do with Tiana's Bayou Adventure. We're expecting a late 2024 open. We'll see if they hit that mark, um, but... If you're a fan of the attraction, I mean, the ride itself is still going to be there. There's just going to be hopefully updated animatronics and updated, you know, ride mechanics. So in theory, if you're a fan of the ride, 
it's going to be getting a better treatment. So, um, yeah, Sog or uh, Splash Mountain, uh, zippity bye bye. Zippity bye bye. That's a good one. That's a good one, Landon. But uh, there's there's been a whole lot of a uh, controversy uh, since the announcement came out in uh, summer of 2020 that Disney was moving away from uh, Splash Mountain and uh, some people have kind of uh, shown their ass online making this their uh, whole identity, let's just say, with this uh, Save Splash Mountain thing. And uh, quite frankly, it's like, I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of glad it's gone just, just because it'll put that whole thing to bed. I say that naively. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's not the only change that's coming to uh, good old Magic Kingdom. You know what else is coming back, which is pretty great? What's that, Staffers? Ariel's Grotto, Little Mermaid meet and greet, reopens at Magic Kingdom after, since what, 2020? Since the world caught on fire? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a hot minute since Ariel was uh, meeting guests in Magic Kingdom, and uh, the uh, smoking hot girlfriend is very much looking forward to uh, getting her picture with the uh, Little Mermaid when we are down in uh, February. So this was a uh, very welcomed piece of news yeah the meet and greet um is in Fantasyland next to the ride and um it actually looks really pretty i don't think i've ever really noticed this space let alone been through this space that's really cute mm -hmm. and i uh can't wait for y'all to get your picture with this beauty yeah this is a uh, meet and greet that i have not done the smoking hot girlfriend has uh done the aerial meet and greet so she's looking forward to getting more pictures with her favorite disney character uh in the future but it is going to be different for you even if you have already done this meet and greet because uh, much like we saw last week talking on the return of uh, meet and greets at uh, pete's silly sideshow unfortunately uh, automated photo pass boxes have been installed at Ariel's Grotto meet and greet. Um, uh, these boxes, which snap photos at regular intervals from a single point of view, unfortunately replace Disney PhotoPass photographers. And kind of like what we talked about last week when it was me, you, and Jay Steffers, they take away the spontaneity that a real-life human being with a camera can spot. Um, and these photo boxes, they run on intervals, so they're just going to be taking pictures every... 10 seconds every 15 seconds whatever that regular interval is if something happens in between when 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 the camera snaps you're just going to miss it unless somebody in your party is off on the side with your with your camera with your phone snapping pictures for you personally now um maybe there will be a cast member there a friend of ariel in this instance who will be there to snap the picture for you so you can still kind of get that experience that you would if a uh, photographer was there. But I mean, I think Jay succinctly nailed it last week when he was talking about because the photographer was there, he was able to fully experience when his kids would go up and, you know, hug a character or talk to a character or, or, you know, give, give a character a high five. He was able to see something and experience it where if he was, you know, manning a camera, he might not necessarily be able to fully appreciate that. So once again, this is just an instance of, yeah, just because you have the technology, Disney, don't know if you necessarily should. Yeah, but opinion. also, is this going to 
is it going to work consistently? Yeah, because and that's a fair question because I saw some people post pictures uh, with their experience of the automated uh, photo pass boxes. And um, one that stands out in my mind, uh, half of the camera was covered for this character meet and greet. And uh, you know who would have noticed if half the camera was covered? A real life human being. So um, I, that, hmm. Disney, once again, just because you have the technology doesn't mean you necessarily should. I understand this is a cost-saving measure, but at the same time, it's like, it's a cost-saving measure, but to what end? Just, that's just one podcaster's opinion, though. Technically two. Okay, okay. That is just Technically two. Technically three. That is, that is just three podcasters' opinions, <laughs> though. But another instance of Disney having the technology, and by God, I think in this instance, they should, and they are. We're talking Tron Light Cycle Run update last week. Finally. Yes, yes, finally. We talked about last week when it's going live, beginning of April, April 4th, to be specific. We talked about how cast member previews had to be starting around the corner. Well, around the corner is much sooner rather than later. We're talking uh, starting January 30th, eligible cast members will be able to register for preview days between February 6th and March 3rd, ahead of the ride's official opening date of April 4th, 2023. Now, you might like, like, if you're not a cast member, all hope is not lost because each registered cast member can bring up to three friends or family with them to the preview. So if you're not a cast member, and you know a cast member that you're friendly with, maybe now's the time to start, you know, hey, buddy, here's a $15 gift certificate to Starbucks. You know, cast members, they're probably open to bribery. We're only human. Just like podcasters, we're open to bribery. We're only human. I mean, I don't I don't have a, have a preview spot on Tron Light Cycle Run, but if you want to give me money, I'm not going to stop you. Right, Steffers? Listen, I plead the fifth in this situation, so don't want um, me in here. Blog Mickey does go on to say it's likely that annual pass holder previews will take place shortly after cast member previews end in early March. Because, uh, like I said, February 6th is the start date for cast member previews, and they run through March 3rd with the official opening on April 4th. So that does leave about a month window for uh, possible AP previews, DVC members getting in there for their shot at Tron Light Cycle Run before it goes live to the public. Um, but yeah, I, I can't believe Tron's actually going to open and it's it's this dang close. I mean, like almost two months away from, from Tron opening after what feels like forever. It, it was forever. It's it, not, it didn't feel like forever. It, it was forever. <laughs> well, you got me there, Steppers. You got me there. I know. I know. But we're going to, we're going to, you know, hop on the monorail and head to, to Epcot because the the change that I don't think anyone asked for, but I think, <laughs> I, th I mean, I don't think it's a change anyone asked for, but I kind of vibe with it. But Epcot uh, receives new parking lot names based on Disney characters and themed to space and earth. And, and we all know that our girl <laughs> is a new freaking parking lot name. You know her. You love her. It's Moana. <laughs> of course. Yep. Uh-huh. It, it, it's all Moana everything in, in, uh, in Walt Disney World. 
and and we do have a Moana uh, journey of water uh, story coming up. But before we get there, yeah, um, uh, the Walt Disney World Imagineering announced that uh, Epcot has new parking lot names based on Disney characters, and like Steffers says, it's of the space and Earth variety. We got Wally, we got Eve or Eva, if you're Wally. Uh, we got Rocket and Gamora of the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's your representation of space. And then on the Earth side, we have the previously mentioned Moana. We got Hey Hey. We got Crush and Dory. That is your Earth, though. If you're looking at the Earth team, it's more accurately the Sea team. <laughs> That's so true. It's it is. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I mean, Moana, yes, technically gets on the land. Hey Hey technically gets on the land, but they're all spend most of the time in the water but um disney put out in a statement quote beginning this week which was last week uh guests will be welcomed to epcot in a brand new way as part of the continued transformation of epcot we have made updates to the guest parking lot to introduce new name lots with familiar faces and fresh paint in quote um this doesn't really i sure okay cool i guess for, for, for me, this doesn't phase me. It doesn't register. But uh, to the shock of nobody on uh, Twitter, particularly Diz Twitter, there were some people with opinions and people lost these dang minds when uh, these announcements came out. Um, I think I, I really wish I could remember the user who broke this down so succinctly. Parking lot names are for dads who want to remember where they parked at the end of the night so they don't care if they're like in Communicore 275. They just want to remember, hey, we parked in the Moana lot. I care. I mean, from theming-wise, yes, I agree with you, Staffers, but at the end of the day, it's it, it, it's for the, the dad from, from Iowa. I'm the dad. Who just I'm drove the around dad. his family of I'm, five and I'm is the tired dad. and just wants to go back to his hotel. Honestly, I couldn't remember what the parking... I haven't parked uh, at, on property in a very long time, so I couldn't tell yeah. you what the parking lots were even named. Were they? Was that the Discovery and the... Was it just words? Yeah, I'll be honest. I'm with you. I'm, I'm kind of a hypocrite for even uh, putting putting my two cents in there. <laughs> Characters are easier to remember. They so are. They are. Wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they, of course, Mo are. Moana, really? Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's, it's all Moana everything and staying with the theme of... All Moana everything uh, in an email that I received, but didn't uh, didn't realize Wait. it until uh, until blog Mickey pointed it out uh, in an email to uh, Disney provided an update for the timeline of the opening of Journey to Water inspired by Moana attraction at Epcot. Previously, Disney had only advised that Journey of Water would open, quote, late. 2023 but in the email to card holders uh disney visa card holders i uh, should specify disney has narrowed the time frame down uh blog mickey points out the relevant part of that email is quote this fall you won't want to miss the debut of journey of water inspired by moana at epcot this new exploration trail will connect guests to the story of our planet's water so looks like this fall even though I guess technically late 2023 could still be considered fall, like the end of the fall, I guess is considered late 2023. But it's looking like fall 2023 is when we can expect to uh, go enjoy and experience the joy of water inspired by Moana. I'm sorry, that like, like is anybody going to call it its full name? It's just going to end up being called jo Absolutely uh, not. Journey of Water, right? Absolutely not. Or, or it's going to be called the Moana thing, right? Yep, 100%. 
A hundred percent. You're welcome. Hey, that's okay. Like if there is no "you're welcome" like overlaid in this attraction, gotta have to, gonna have to strike Disney on that one. We're at least gonna get the song, right? I mean, that's the point. I mean, I would hope. You have to. Everybody likes that song. Anyway, sticking on the theme. Yeah, uh, there, there is no theme actually. We're we're moving on to <laughs> yeah, better yeah. things. Just 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 hard pivot. Uh, a little pixie <laughs> behind the curtains. Uh, myself and Steppers. We might be dying. So uh, so we're uh, there's there's like a fifteen percent chance this podcast is the last thing we both do. So, uh, but <laughs> but don't you worry. Park hours are extended at Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom in February of twenty twenty three. Uh, let's see. You get an hour earlier, February 2nd, 8th, 13th, 16th, and 20th at Magic Kingdom. So you'll be able to uh, head to the parks 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. So, you know, get up even earlier. Uh, January 29th through 30th, February 1st, 3rd through 7th, 9th through 12th, 14th through 15th, 17th through 19th, 21 to 25. Wow, that was kind of (laughs) way out of order. Uh, park hours are extended from 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. So you get an hour on the back end. Oh, I like that they're doing it both in the front and in the back. I think I, I think I would prefer an hour uh, at the end of the night as opposed to the beginning of the day. Just because even even though I get up at four in the morning to go to work, I'm, not, not. I'm not looking to do that on, on my vacation. Correct. Uh, February 20th to 25th, park hours extended 8.30 to 9.30 p.m. at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So there's only a five-day little change there for them. And it's only an, an additional 30 minutes because previously it was just yeah, posted 8.30 a.m. to 9 p.m. So, okay, all right. Take I mean, your 30 a, minutes. A, a, extra time is still extra time, but compared to getting the hour in the Magic Kingdom, it's like, oh, okay, all right, sure, whatever. And then uh, in Disney's Animal Kingdom, January 29th, February 3rd, 5th, 10th, 12th, and 16th park hours are extended 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. So you're getting an hour in the morning this time. Previously posted times were 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. And then on February 4th, 11th, 17th through the 25th park hours have been extended 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Previously a 9 a.m. open to a 7 p.m. closing. So uh, in the instance of the Animal Kingdom, looks like you're getting an extra hour both on the front and on the back. So if uh, you and your party are going to be in the AK all day on those uh, dates, uh, you're getting an additional two hours, which uh, that's uh, that's pretty awesome, I think. So uh, getting some extra value on this one. And uh, speaking of extra, uh, Steffers, I feel like this story has you written all over it. Yeah, speaking of extra, after running an off-season schedule through February 12th, Disney World will be adding a second, you heard me, second performance of Fantasmic starting February 13th. Currently, Fantasmic only runs a second show on busier days on the following schedule, Tuesday through Friday, 8 p.m., Saturday through Monday, 8 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. Starting February 13th, a second show will be performed on each day of the week. So, it looks like I need to book my trip. Yeah, and... uh... That is, uh, that is something me and the smoking hot girlfriend are looking forward to partaking in. And it just so happens it's going to be after 
February 13th. So we are going to be able to partake in the extra performance of a Fantasmic. Though uh, at this point, they haven't announced when the second show will be running. But if we are to take anything away from the schedule they've been running on, quote, busier days on the schedule they're currently running, I would assume... 8 p.m. is going to be the first show, and then that 9.30 p.m. will be the second additional show. Safe assumption. Starting on February 13th. I mean, yeah, safe assumption, but, you know, you don't want to assume. So uh, yeah. as, as we say a lot on stuff like this, be sure and check the My Disney Experience app on the day you and your party are in the parks. And when all else fails, go ask a cast member because uh, cast members rule, and that's what they're there for. So, you know, there is that. And then one final little bit of... Uh, news that I want to talk about. This is kind of going to dovetail into this week's question of the week. Uh, a new three-course menu has been announced at the California Grill. Disney World has announced um, starting on April 1st as the 50th anniversary comes to a close and the special meal is discontinued. They're changing things up. Now through uh, March 31st, the Cali Grill uh, Quote, is proud to offer a special menu to honor the Walt Disney World 50th anniversary celebration. Beginning April 1st, California Grill will offer a three-course selection menu featuring contemporary market-inspired cuisine. Savor the gourmet flavors of the new three-course selection menu at California Grill. Plan to book your reservation starting to January 31st. Uh, we're talking a lemon chiffron cake, uh, fire-roasted venison, and goat-cheesed raviolo. Um, this, again, is going to be another prefixed menu situation in California Grill. Uh, and it's since it's going to be in California Grill, I assume this is going to be another high price point. So my question to you, Steffers, and to you, the lovely listener, what are your thoughts on prefixed menus? Because uh, currently, Cali Grill is running on a prefixed menu, and I'm going to be honest, the offerings that they're running for the 50th anniversary, what they call their special meal, um, I am not that impressed with. And even though me and the Smoking Hot Girlfriend, we do have a reservation for Cali Grill when we're down there, we're pretty sure we're going to cancel it because for the price point, we are not impressed with what Cali Grill is offering on this prefix menu. And because it's prefix menu, we can't deviate from it. So I'm curious, Steffers, what do you think and feel on prefix menus? Give me a normal menu. Um, uh, the only... No, yeah, no, give me a normal menu. I was trying to think of another prefix menu that I actually like, liked or like thought it was worth the money. But um, the only kinds of things that I think are worth the like set value was when during the world on fire, uh, when the family style meals, like they, they just brought you like samples of everything, like on the buffets where they <laughs> just made them family style. I think that was worth like the price, but I don't think a prefix menu was worth the price. Yeah, and, and I, I would agree with what you're saying. And even though they're framing this for the 50th anniversary, I kind of feel like the prefix menu at the Cali Grill kind of came inspired by what they were running for um, menu choices during the pandemic. So, but again, I, that, that's just how I feel. I could be wrong. Uh, Same, be the, yeah. Wouldn't, I... wouldn't be the first time. And I, I appreciate all of you that let me know when I was wrong last week. But uh, I want to know what you, what y'all think on uh, prefixed menus. Are, are you like me and Steffers? Just give us 
a full menu let us make the prices or let us make the choices for the price points we want or are you okay with restaurants like california grill saying hey this is what we're offering and this is what you're going to pay for it uh and uh just enjoy it uh get at us on the social media at does does disney at landos at its steffers um and let us know what you think and you could hear your answer read on next week's episode but speaking of getting your answer read on this podcast. Last week, our question of the week that we proposed to you, the lovely listener, is what character would you love to see given the Disney annual pass magnet treatment? We're talking what character do you want to see immortalized on a magnet that APs receive every now and then whenever Disney decides to give give us something for, you know, spending a lot of money come down to their parks. We got some great answers and I want to rattle through some of them real quick. Uh, uh, Sabra got at us on Twitter at Does Does Disney. She's thinking flowers from uh, Bambi and she's saying just because. <laughs> I love uh, I love the thought process and who wouldn't want a uh, magnet with a skunk? <laughs> Um, Kelly says, always going to be a Peter Pan girl. Didn't Ooh, one of I, us say Peter Pan last week? I, was it Jenny? I don't remember. Ever My brain hurts. We, I got a headache, y'all. So we're yeah. going to go with, it was mentioned and probably by Justin. Yeah, but. yeah. We'll we'll say that. So so you're in good company. And speaking of a Peter Pan, uh, it was uh, Michael got at me uh, in the DMs. He said, uh, I would go for a Captain Hook ap magnet and he said uh he would uh he's a fan of the character and also he feels there's not enough representation of villains on the magnets i and i think that's a great point these are all you know if we're using wrestling terms these are all a bunch of face characters i think it would be cool to see some heels get some love when it comes to uh the magnets because uh disney has some pretty dang cool villains as well true they do um, Pete says Pluto and Figment because I wasn't an AP when their magnets were issued and they are my favorites. That's a very <laughs> valid reason for wanting them back on some magnets. So, yep. Mm -hmm. Pete, I feel you on that Figment one. If there's any listener that has a spare Figment AP magnet lying around and they want to uh, uh, show some love to the Dawes, uh holla at your boy, that would be great. Uh, Donna, we all love Donna, Donna on this podcast, uh, says Cinderella because uh, she is the best princess. Great answer from Donna. Thank you for listening, Donna. Our buddy Main Street Electrical Parade. Oh, this actually should have been Arcade. you. I'm skipping. Oh, that's what I said in my head. I'm skipping <laughs> it though. You're gonna say it because that's your that's your buddy. I'm gonna say yep. Nate's instead. Okay. Nate, our buddy Nate, the true star of Zootopia, Flash. And honestly, I stand <laughs> this answer because yes. yes. Just that yes. Would, yeah, that would be a great one. True fans would know what's up, but I love how Nate throws in after his answer. Ha. Huh. Dot, 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 dot. Ha. Huh. Phenomenal name. <laughs> Great job. But yes, going back to uh, my buddy and yours, uh, Main Street Electrical Arcade, he says the caption, oh, you know my answer, and it, it includes the gift. Say it with me. We want Darkwing. Yeah, let's get dangerous. Let's get some Darkwing Duck action on an AP magnet. I would love that. That would be phenomenal. I'm not reading Skipper Bob's because it's too controversial. 
Okay, I'll read it because yes, it is controversial, <laughs> but it did make me laugh. Uh, make uh, make a magnet with all the controversial characters: the crows from Dumbo, uh, the cats from Lady and the Tramp, and then Skipper Bob just says anyone from Song of the South. Clearly mm. joking. Yes, he's obviously <laughs> joking. We cannot emphasize that enough. That is oh, that is don't. just the Skipper Bob brand of humor. So yeah, uh, that is uh, that is. Oh yeah. Uh, what Hear me out put? though. Et. <laughs> Yeah, if we really want to cross the streams, confuse some people, be like, wait, do what now? It's like, I didn't know Disney owned ET, owned ET. And then the best part is some people online would be like, yeah, yeah, I knew, I knew Disney bought ET. Did you not know that? Now, mm. That would be the best part. The people that would be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, ET has been low-key owned by Disney forever. They just loaned it out to Universal. Uh, and then we got some answers on the Instagram because this is one of the weeks that I remembered I have Instagram. So... Um, the smoking hot girlfriend says Ariel. She is my favorite, but she's also synonymous to me with what Disney does best. An engaging story, some catchy tunes, and an iconic look. I'm looking forward to seeing how Disney adapts Halle Bailey's Ariel into their Little Mermaid collection. And there was some news on that. They put out a, uh, a uh, audition call for uh, lookalikes for that to be in the park uh, for some representation of the upcoming live quote-unquote uh, Little Mermaid movie so I'll be interested to see how they uh, include that in the future and then theme park Rob comments another shout out for some villain love the Maleficent Dragon she still gets a huge response during the Festival of Fantasy Parade plus she freaky breathes fire hashtag fire hashtag fireball hashtag Dawes does fireball yes Dawes does fireball every now and then and it's always uh, hilarious if you ask some people. So uh, that is last week's question of the week. Thank you all so much for weighing in. Uh, and if you want to weigh in on our conversation we had about the prefixed menus, get at us on the socials. Once again, at Does Does Disney. That's going to be both on Twitter. That's going to be on Instagram because I am making a push to use Instagram more. Uh, get at me personally at Landos. Get at It's Steffers on Twitter. I'm Steffers. I'm dragging you into this conversation. Adventures with Steffers, Instagram and TikTok. Adventures with Steffers. It's Steffers on Twitter. I don't really check Twitter. So really, Instagram if you, you know, feel so inclined. Yeah, get at the girl on the gram. Is is that what the kids say these days? I have no idea what the kids say. I think I've I'm out of touch. My... Uh oh, is Steffers no longer uh, no longer noted young person Steffers? I mean, I'm still the youngest, but uh, we're yeah, that... we're getting up to 28, so you know. Oh, yeah, that puts things in perspective. Uh, and, and and get at a uh, J at Justin underscore. Monorail, even though he's not here, uh, we're going to drag him in on the conversation. But uh, yeah, that's been uh, this week's episode of Does Does Disney. Uh, thank you all for uh, listening. I would say uh, we'll do a round of plugs, but I kind of feel like we just did, Steffers. Oh, I thought that that was what that just was. So yes, we already did. Yeah, so I do. and you know, Sit on your butt munch. There we go. Yeah, everybody comes for the song. Everybody comes for the sitting on butts and munching. Had a better way for me to phrase that. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a weird week in uh, in, in the Magic Kingdom um, uh, and on uh, social media surrounding the Magic Kingdom. Like I said, talking on Splash Mountain. Hopefully, can settle down a little bit, and uh, everything's going to be fine. Everything is going to be fine. But uh, thank a cast member, thank a team member, Disney and Universal. 
Pay your cast members and team members a living wage. Treat them like the rock stars that they are. I mean, we love coming down to your parks. Hell, some of us even tolerate spending all of our money down at your parks. But without them, none of what you have happening happens. So take care of them. And again, pay them a living wage. Be decent to each other, especially right now. Um, you don't know what everybody else has going on in their lives. You don't know how far a kind word or a kind gesture can go. And on top of that, it costs you nothing to be nice. So uh, be nice. And uh, be decent to yourself, too. Take care of yourself. Uh, your mental health, just as important as your physical health. And uh, breathe, have a little bit of fun. If you can do both of those things, that would mean the world to me. So for my friend Steffers, and my absent friend Justin Monorail, too, I'll uh, give him some love as well. My name is Landon Doan. We thank you so much for coming along on this edition of Daz Does Disney. You've been great. We've been Daz Does Stay tuned for the secret sound, you Jedi scum. January 30th, eligible cast Gimli's members. Gimli's birthday. Oh, is it, it, is it Gimli's birthday? January 30th. Well, that's that's very nice that Disney is getting Gimli cast member previews for Tron Light Cycle Run Great. for his birthday. I agree. I, I I don't know if they would let him on on on, on the ride. Though. That's he, okay. He has, Child to be, swap. he has to be 48 inches tall to ride it. And he is not 48 inches tall, I can tell he, you that. He would be a giant dog. <laughs> He'd be like a Maybe horse. a Great Dane. Yeah. Oh. yeah anyway, a, sorry. A little pixie behind the curtains, uh, myself and Steppers. We <laughs> might be dying. So uh so we're uh th- there's there's like a 15% chance this podcast <laughs> is the last thing we both do. So uh but <laughs> but don't you worry, park hours are extended at Magic Kingdom Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom in February of 2023. You're right. Jackson to bring me water and the ibuprofen for my head. He brings me up Gimli's Prozac. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it could help, right? Yeah. Our question of the week to you, the loveliest, to you, the lovely listener, is: What character would you love? Would you love to see give? Oh my God, Haley Bailey. Yeah, get at the girl on the gram. Is is that what the kids say these days? <laughs> You know, there's there's a lot of stuff I can do well. Heck, there's even a couple things I can do very well. But when it comes to graphic design, that is one thing I cannot do at all. Thankfully, I have a friend in Matt and love of the mouse multimedia. You know and love their work. The sleek and soon-to-be-beloved logo for this very podcast, Does Does Disney, that was them. The classic morning monorail logo and all its variants, that was love of the mouse too. And not only does Love of the Mouse have an incredible talent for graphic design, they're easy to work with and collaborate. They listen to your ideas and suggestions, then they bring them to life. So if you're looking to start your own blog, podcast, YouTube channel, Etsy shop, whatever creative outlet that you're thinking of, Love of the Mouse can help your brand to stand out in the crowd. Connect with Matt on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by searching Love of the Mouse Multimedia or at L-O-T-M Multimedia or visit loveofthemousepodcast.com or email loveofthemousepodcast at gmail.com to contact him about your design needs. We're talking logos, social media promos, advertisements, websites, and so much more. 
And if you're uh, looking for some more awesome Disney content, make sure and subscribe to his show, Love of the Mouse Podcast, on your favorite streaming applications. And tell him the Dawes sent you. I, I, I don't know if that'll get you anything. I've just always wanted to say that. Thank you.